Hello and welcome to Finance Conversations. This is the second episode of the Merging Life and Money show and I am super, super excited to be here with you today. If we are meeting for the first time, I am your host, Marie-Jo César, and I am happy that you could join in today. Welcome, welcome, and welcome. I come to you live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific time to share valuable information about how to achieve financial wellness from the inside out and live your life with means and meaning. Today's show is the beginning of a series titled How to Build a Secure Financial Plan. I will be exploring uh, step one today, which is challenge, challenge your belief system about money. Grab a pen and a notebook as I will be sharing tips and ideas that you might want to write down. If you have any comments or questions, make sure to put them in the chat. And if you want to talk to me directly, at the end of the show, I will share my contact information. Let us start. Benjamin Franklin said, if you fail to plan, you are planning to fail. So where do we start? The first step in building a financial plan is similar to the process of building a house. Start with a solid base, a financial foundation. As we meet weekly, I will explain all the pieces that you should incorporate into your foundation, as well as the process to follow your plan. Before I address step one of how to create a secure financial plan, let me quickly lay out some of the, the basics of a financial foundation. One, to begin, be sure to pay your future self first. What does that mean? It means that along with paying your monthly bills and other expenses, you will set aside a portion of your income for long-term savings. I encourage you to attempt to save 10 to 15% of your gross pay, working up to that goal over time if needed. Put that money away into your 401k plan, your IRA, your brokerage account, or your savings account. This will become a positive habit and has a potential to help you build wealth. Trust me, you will learn very quickly to live without the money in your hands each month once you start seeing how quickly your savings is growing. Two, regardless of your net worth, have at least basic estate planning documents such as a will, a medical power of attorney, and a durable power of attorney. Three, have proper insurance coverage is, uh, I should say having proper insurance coverage is an important part of your financial 
uh, of your foundation as well. It should help you uh, cover your liabilities if you were to become ill, get into an accident, or pass away suddenly. Four, if you are saving for retirement, make sure to have no credit card debts. Have established basic estate plan planning document, as I mentioned a few moments ago. Have your general insurance protection and have about three to six months of cash in an emergency fund. In that way, you will be building a strong financial foundation. Unfortunately, many times, too many people will skip the foundation of the process. Now, let's start with what we're supposed to talk about, financial mindset and, sorry, the psychology of money. The ways we think about money can affect us positively or negatively. Many of our attitude about money are formed in childhood. This attitude affects our behavior and actions throughout our lives and even affect the outcome of our financial future. Many people discount or underestimate the power of our money attitude in our decision making and planning. We have beliefs and attitude about everything that is important to us in life. For example, we have attitude about politics, religion, war, marriage, and of course, about money. How can we have an attitude about money? One may ask. Well, our attitude is what money means to us. How do we feel about money? How much does money influence all our decisions in life, not just our financial ones. Simply put, our money attitude is our way of thinking about money. And it can affect us, as I said, negatively or positively. People can become obsessive about money as it gives them a buzz like an addiction. It prompts behavior that cannot be explained by the useful value of money. And money has highly significant meanings to different people, such as security, peace of mind, well-being, freedom, love, strength, power, you name it, control, anxiety, helplessness, fear, to name just a few. People rolling in money still seek more of it, as though they can never get enough. They will sacrifice other values, such as family and friends, in favor of accumulating money. They chase money for the sake of money, and perhaps to keep ahead of you-know-who, right? The Joneses. Money is such an important part of our lives because it affects our relationship, our career choices, 
our education, our families, our retirement, our charitable giving, and much more. So how do you feel about money? And when you think about money, what thoughts come to mind? What thoughts do you have from your childhood about how money affected your home life? Did your parents argue about money? Did you feel worried about money? Fast forward to now. Do you argue with your spouses or children about money? These are important questions to ask yourself to uncover your attitude towards money. For me, money attitudes were embedded in me as a young child. So when I became a parent, I made sure to embed that same financial education and money mindset into my children and, my, and now my grandchildren. Your past experiences are the biggest influence on your attitude and feelings about money. Many psychologists believe that attitude is a learned behavior and that what is learned can also be unlearned. So since our psychology influences and shapes our financial situation, it is time to get at those underlying emotional reasons that may be holding you back. Many of us get emotional about money rather than dealing with it in a realistic and an emotional manner. Also, we have huge fears about money, especially when we are in the throes of managing it and investing it. With a healthy attitude toward money, we can continue our path to financial success and retirement readiness. Patience, persistence, and an end goal or vision will help us on our journey. You know, the mind acts on perception, not reality. As a result, we tend to think that the current situation will continue forever. And we fear a future without enough money and what that would do to us in our family. Surprisingly, our fear can at times hinder us from reaching our financial goals. When it comes to your finances, you may know that you want financial success and independence and not know how to get there. Remember that the road to financial wellness begins not in a bank, but in your head. Let's explore what it will take for you to become financially well. Point number one, examine your value and know your why, W-H-Y. Examining your value lets you clearly understand what matters most to you and why you set the goals that you do. 
The judgments you make begin to reveal patterns in your behavior that are specific to you and your values. And the hard choices you must make become easier when you remain true to your values and goals. Values are those qualities and principles that are naturally and fundamentally worthwhile or desirable to you. They are the things that are truly important to you. When you talk about them, you probably feel an emotional high and fulfilling them is what your life is really all about. In order to address the emotional aspect of your personal financial management, you must start with the why of your ultimate goal. What does that mean? Simply put, you need to understand your life dreams and why they are important to you. What are you working towards? Why are you investing? What is your end game? And do you have a process to achieve your life's dreams? Fortunately, if you start with the why, the rest will follow. The rest primarily includes the what and the how of getting there. So what's your why? W-H-Y. The first step in discovering your why is to recognize what makes you tick. For example, for me, my significant other, my two kids and my four grandkids are what make me tick. The love and support I receive from them and the fulfilling feeling that I receive by reciprocating is my everything. My why is to provide a consistently healthy and safe ecosystem for my family. If you are married or in a long-term relationship, you might want to have a conversation with your partner about the why, W-H-Y. Where do the two of you want to be in, let's say, 5, 10, 20 years and beyond? Do you want to have a beautiful retirement to spend more time with the grandkids? Do you want to sail around the world? Do you want to devote more time to volunteering at charities and to help those in needs? What is your end game and do you both agree? Starting with a why is the beginning of everything. It is what motivates you to achieve your financial goals. Most people already have at least a general idea of how they want to live the rest of their lives. Unfortunately, many may, may get so caught up in their everyday lives that they lose sight of the big picture. The goal then is to get to a point where money can help you achieve your ideal life vision. 
Money is essentially a conduit to get you to support your why. In my previous life, when I asked my clients about their why, some quickly responded by saying, oh, I want to have a million dollars or five million dollars in my, in my retirement, or I want to have a yacht, a, a home on the beach or something. Many will jump ahead to the conclusion before figuring out what they truly want out of life and what it will take to get them there financially. Maybe they don't need, maybe they don't even need a million or, or maybe a million is not even enough. Basing your end goal on assumptions can distract you from honing in on what you actually need. Ask yourself, what are your needs? What are your wants and wishes, both now and for the future? Once you realize that there are no shortcuts and that you understand the essence of your goal, you will plan accordingly and track it. On your path, you will need to silence all that noise from the media, the markets, from your friends, and even the loud, often biased voices in your head. This allows you to direct your time, energy, and thoughts elsewhere, knowing that you want, that you went through the right process to stay focused on your why. Point two, recognize the blind spots sabotaging your financial decisions and change your mindset. The decision you make about money are only partially based on facts and logic. The other part of decision making is influenced by um, inner drivers that you likely are not even aware of. Money is all about behavior. Your habits, your thoughts, and your feelings about money determine how you spend money and what, financial, what your financial goals are. Begin by being rational in your dealing with money. And you know, it is so rarely possible for most of us as we attach a complex set of thoughts, beliefs, and feelings to money. These beliefs are feelings and that we have inherited from our culture often reinforced by our parents and continually augmented by our personal experiences with money. They influence how we handle or do not handle our money matters. 
They are our guiding principle, our personal money laws and rules. Learn what you can do to change your behavior, your mindset, and ultimately your destiny to learning how to behave better with money. Point three, let go of your mistakes and evaluate your circle of influence. Acknowledge your mistakes and forgive yourself. For you to get ahead and stay motivated when you start working on your financial goals, you are going to have to forgive yourself for your many mistakes, learn from them, and keep it moving. To decide that it is time to take action towards change. You must be willing to change and you must be committed to getting on this journey to improving your finances and to changing your life. Stop waiting for things to be perfect, like what, the perfect job, the perfect city, or the perfect relationship. Train your mind to tell those negative thoughts and self-doubts to get lost and replace them with empowering ones. Evaluate your circle of influence. Keep in mind that not all, advi all advice is worth taking. It can be useful to hear what others in similar situations have done, but be careful about blindly following others' leads, especially when you are in a fragile emotional state. Your primary influences often include your spouse or partner, your parents, your children, your siblings, and close friends. And your secondary influences are you know, social and religious groups, extended relatives, and co-workers. So by becoming aware of those complex sets of thoughts, beliefs, and feelings that you have about money, you can not only understand how you feel about money, but why you feel the way you do, and you can also put your feelings about money to work for you in a positive way and prevent them from unconsciously pulling you in an unwanted direction and derailing your best intentions. Most financial plan starts with a discussion about goals. While goals are an important component of any sound financial plan, they do not provide you with the complete picture. Goals refer to the concrete result you are seek seeking. Your values are what give you the inspiration for the achievement of your goals. So I touched on a lot of stuff today and I, I could keep on going, but I'm going to recap 
today's show, what, we, what I talked to you, I guess, for the past probably 20 or 30 minutes. Uh, today, I focus on step one of the financial planning process, which is challenge your belief system about money. And I touch on three things. Examining your values, recognizing the blind spots sabotaging your financial decision, and letting go of your mistakes and evaluating your circle of influence. I will, I will close this episode by quoting Stephen Covey, the author of The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He says, open quote, understanding your own value system is the best way to decide what matters most to you is the best way to set your priorities and accomplish your financial goals. It is really about taking control of the financial planning process. It is what I call empowerment. So I promise to give you my contact information. So you can reach me by sending me an email at mj at maryjocaesar.com or you can um, DM me, direct message me uh, via uh, Messenger. For more information about how to build a secure financial plan, join me next week, Thursday at, I'm going to try that, 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and 9 p.m. Atlantic Time. I will be talking about step two of creating a sound financial plan. That is, create a written zero-based budget. Thank you for being here today on the Merging Life and Money Show. I am your host, Marie-Josée César. I will be back again next week. And until then, continue merging life and money. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.